Previously on Just Cow in the City. This is going to be a hell of a show. Coming up on Just Cow in the City, another diarrhea story. But I had visions of Bill Scalapini all night. Your train system stinks. Here's your fucking scones, you son of a bitch, you lamey bastard. How do you not know how to order an Uber? I know it doesn't have the battery pack. I am a City Bike subscriber. And I don't want to be in Boy Scouts anyway. I, I just want to be in musical theater. Cha, just got in the city. Everybody's here looking good and pretty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Trying to make things looking bright and chippy. All around, people seem crazy. Walking around, trying not to be lazy. But at night, it's a different place. Making it work in your own space. Come on, come on, and dance all night. I'm here each week, it'll be alright. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting adventure of Juskow in the City. Welcome to the program once again. My name is Dave Juskow, and I will be bringing you this podcast for the next hour or so, if I even have that much material to relay today. But, uh, you know, we always seem to wind up talking about something, so I guess everything will be fine. How's everybody doing? And the last... Tuesday in June, June 28th, but I am recording on the Saturday before that. A very brilliant, beautiful day in New York City. My voice, mm, I'm not sure exactly uh, what's going to happen. I did some drinking last night, and that never bodes well for recording a podcast afterwards, but I mean, it doesn't hurt or anything. It just, uh, you know, it's just uh, the way it is, I guess, when you uh, drink or and do you know, other stuff uh, when you're out all night, which I was two nights this week. I mean, I am really going for it all. I am going to, I'm going to, I don't know what's going to happen, but I've been partying like a madman for some reason. I don't know why. I, I mean, it's just, it's just a coincidence, you know, but it, I'm trying to get back in the groove again. You know, I'm trying to get back and be a productive member of society. And here we are and doing the best I can. Obviously, seven days of work. Uh, in the books, one might say, and it's just going to get worse because I will not be able to be taping on these beautiful Saturday afternoons because, uh, well, I'm going to be working, you know, so that's not that's not that great. But uh, what are you going to do? I mean, this is it's, it's weird. It's freaking me out. It hasn't I haven't started working on Saturdays and Sundays yet, but I'm going to. And it's 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 I'm not going to lie to you. It's freaking me out a little bit. Because, you know, just these things keep coming up like, hey, do you want to hang out Sunday at two o'clock? And, you know, I do, but um, it's it's never come up until I got this job. So (laughs) I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know. Maybe it's just summertime or something. Who the hell knows? Whatever. We'll get through it. Right. I don't want to. I'll tell you all about that in a second. Why don't we just start with last night? I go backwards. Last yesterday, I worked from home. You know, I'm still not starting my hours yet. I mean, it's sweet magic working from home. Not going to lie to you, it's it's great. And then I went to my sister was having a party, a party that I had to attend because I didn't attend last year. And then my sister didn't talk to me for a year, so there was no choice. I had to go, even if I didn't want to go, because sometimes I'm like, well, I don't want to go because you know I don't care about seeing her stupid friends and neighbors. I mean, some of them are really great. I mean, they're all really nice. I just don't care, you know, I just don't care. I live in New York City, they live in New Jersey, and they have kids, and they live in houses, and I'm like, 
whatever. And last year I wasn't in the mood. This year I was completely in the mood. Plus, this year I bought my cousins from both sides, which was the most important, exciting thing. Remember what I was telling you? So my dad's side is, and we went out with them uh, a couple weeks ago in uh, Montclair, New Jersey, uh, uh, is the Eisenbergs. I mean, that's the, the maiden name of the girl and the, the, the cousins. The, the name was the Eisenbergs. And my uh, dear cousin, Elliot Eisenberg, who was so great. And, you know, my sister and I went to his funeral. That was the one, if you remember, uh, where his sister was, like, yelling. And my sister was like, oh, my, my sister and I are both best funeral ever, you know, because there's drama. So it was exciting. Anyway, their name is Eisenberg. That is my dad's first cousin's kids. Or my dad's first cousin, Eisenberg. However, on my mother's side, <laughs> her mom's brother, no, that can't be right. Yeah, her mom's brother, so my mom's first cousin is named Eisenberger. Again, coincidence? Not if you're really Jewish. Uh, doing my my joke that I do uh, on stage, uh, you know, I just when I do those ancestry things, I just send them my headshot and they just go Jewish. <laughs> well, if you if you're an Eisenberg and you marry an Eisenberger, well, then it's like Sarah's joke on Saturday Night Live years ago when her sister Susie Silverman married Yosef Abramowitz, <laughs> and so she will now be Susie Silverman Abramowitz, which she is to this day. And of course, Sarah's line is we're thinking of shortening it to just Jews because it is funny. Eisenbergs, Eisenbergers, my goodness, thank God. We got a, a name where you, you can't tell until you see the photo. <laughs> Jessica, what's happening? Uh, anywho, so I got these two cousins and they've never met before. And, you know, we, my sister and I don't hang, you know, we don't have any first cousins or anything, so... We barely hang out with them. I mean, we hang out with the Eisenbergs maybe a little bit more, but we've never hung out with the Eisenbergers, and these are those kind people that invited me to Carmine's that day where they invited me to the Billy Joel concert, and I couldn't go, and they're so sweet. So I invited them. I'm like, well, my sister's having a party. Y'all live in Jersey. We got to make this happen. <laughs> and once I got them together where there is now evidential photographic evidence and proof that it happened, which, of course, you'll be able to see on the bonus show, they overturned Roe versus Wade. You see what I'm saying? That it's my, I blame myself. If you're angry at somebody, blame me. Because clearly, by getting the Eisenbergs and the Eisenbergers together, something happened in the universe, and I fucked everything up. That never should have happened. Those two families never should have met. So you know, really, we need to blame Rhoda. But if, you're be, if we're being honest at my sister's house yesterday, we had a great time. I mean, they just had a backyard party. We had a really great time. These cousins are so terrific. My sister was in a great mood. My brother-in-law was hilarious. And my nieces, even Dory, was so much fun. She got drunk. And she bought her Rutgers dental school friends. So that's a huge deal. As you know, if you've been listening to this podcast forever, Dory never had any friends. So for her to bring like six or seven chicks, <laughs> right? Um, no, but uh, friends from, you know, the dental school, I mean, that was a big, big deal. They had a great time. It was really exciting. 
But Liza truly is the shit. She'll always be the shit. She is. That's the one I hung out with at the comedy cell. Then we went to the bar and we hung out. And I was telling you how cool she is. She came back for the party, which already tells you how cool she is, traveling from Boston to go to a party. Oh, my God. She's so much fun and so cool. And so we all had a really good time. They had a specialty drink called the Casper Kool-Aid, which was like a blue drink. And then I told these girls, I'm like, oh, you know, you could have called it Romulan Ale. And they're like, I don't understand. And I'm like, oh, it's from Star Trek. And uh, they always, and I'm like, see, I'm writing a book on how not to get laid. And I was just um, curious if you knew. But anyway, we had a really nice time. And then everybody was asking, well, how come you never hung out with these guys before? Why are we only meeting them now? You know, my nieces are saying. And uh, I'm like, well, I think you can blame our dad for that. My dad. My dad, Elliot, not Elliot Eisenberg, or another, not Elliot Eisenberg, another Elliot, Elliot Juskow. You can blame him. And, you know, I don't like, I don't really talk about my dad that much anymore, but, and because I try not to blame anymore, but we can definitely blame him for this because that guy, Elliot Eisenberg, hated my dad. So, whether he was jealous of him or whatever he was, he hated my dad because we talked about it in a lot of Met games all the time. And that's why I liked Elliot Eisenberg, you know, somebody that kind of understood what I was going through all the years. But anyway, they hated each other. So it was very rare that we would see each other except in these family meetings, uh, which we'd have, which were nice, but it wasn't like a hangout hangout. So, but then we realized the kids are so sweet. And when my dad died, we were able to see everybody again. He just didn't want us hanging out with them. But also, I don't think he wanted my mother hanging out with her family because we never met any of her relatives, like ever. It was very rare. So I think what my dad said went, and so we didn't meet any of hers. And she's like, well, you know my, co- my uh, cousin Ralph. And I'm like, no, nobody knows your cousin Ralph. Nobody knows what you're talking about because we've never met them. And if we did, we met them in passing, and it was not a big deal. And we think it's all because of uh, Elliot Juskow that kept us all apart from these really delightful people and like i said my sister and i don't have any first cousins so it's kind of nice to have cousins that are cool uh you know obviously the the only ones we kept in touch with are the you know my cousins that own the new jersey devils and and the philadelphia 76ers and now the part owner of the cleveland guardians i mean you know then it was important where you know well i'm not listening to my father i'm gonna hang out with this guy i'm not an idiot you know I took the money. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not crazy. She wants to have herself a tuna fish sandwich. I'll turn it down. Oh, I took the money. I'm doing Arthur. Did I need to tell you? I took the money. I mean, I'm not crazy. <laughs> Benjamin, sure. do you want to double your salary? Yes, sir. Then open that door. Right away. Is that funny? <laughs> Where to, sir? The park. We're gonna drive through the park. You know how I love the park. Get in! Oh, stop! <laughs> you know, so Liza's best friend is this girl Lindsay, and she's a hairdresser. Like she has her own salon and everything. She's super cool. <laughs> I said, I heard you had some trouble in tinting class, and my brother-in-law was dying laughing. And I go, you know, it's Frenchie. And he goes, what, what, what are you, nuts? You think you had to explain that to me? Like he, he, and I was like, I'm so sorry. You're absolutely right. 
Uh, I didn't have to explain that to him. It's from Greece. It's Frenchy from Greece. But I don't have to explain that to my brother. He was really upset that I, to, that I thought I had to explain it to him. Of course, I don't have to explain it to him. Meanwhile, they all went to go see Cyrus play uh, two days ago. And my God, my brother-in-law thought it was the best play he ever saw. And he apparently he was laughing so hard. They're like, wow, you're... Because uh, some of my sister's friends went to, they're like, wow, your brother-in-law was laughing so hard. And then he was crying like he was the perfect audience member, and I can't wait to tell Sarah um, how much he enjoyed it and how much everybody enjoyed it. And, you know, again, they're sitting there going, like, we don't understand these reviews. It's such a good musical. It's such a good play. I know, you know, I sit there and I say, wait, do I just like it because I like Sarah and I get this and I like Broadway? But no, now that I've seen Mr. Saturday Night twice, I have no reason to ever see it again. But Sarah's play, I really want to see one more time before it closes. It's so good. And I really wish all you guys could see it. And, you know, hopefully it'll go to Broadway and then you'll be able to come to town and see it. And I'll take all of you. <laughs> but it, it really is a special play. You know, it's not It's not like, a, I mean, again, Mr. Saturday Night, lots of fun. And there's plenty of plays out there that are lots of fun. But. You know, from this podcast and everything, we we know Sarah, and so it's it, maybe maybe that's what makes it extra special. But it's such a great play, and I'm so glad they all liked it. But whatever, yesterday was like a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, and I was just you know. Oh, so I I worked throughout the day. I finished at four o'clock at my house, and you know it's exhausting because you know for years when I've been working at my desk, whether it be editing or writing or whatever I'm doing there, you know, I basically work for like an hour or two, and then I get up and I take a break, and I walk around, or, and I watch TV, and now I got to stay and sit there and do the work, and I can't leave until lunchtime. So even though it's at my house, and it's kind of cool to be at the house, it's like there's a lot of concentration and work, and I'm like, damn it. And then at lunchtime, I'm, but, but it's hilarious to be like, like, all right, see you after lunch, and then I just get up and you know, could go lie down. I mean, that part of it is pretty good, I guess. I, I'm hoping on the weekends there's not that much. Well, who knows? I really don't know what's going to happen, but I'm, I'm looking in behind me because my door is creeping open and I thought somebody was here. <laughs> but I live alone for now. But hopefully I'll be able to keep this place. I don't know. Everything's all right, I guess. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I, let me skip over this section and just move on to whatever I was talking about. So last night, uh, you know, we're hanging out. We're having a really good time. And then just hanging out, like, like at 1 in the morning, just hanging out on bets like, um, like basketball court. They got furniture out there and stuff. And again, you know, I don't know if I told you, but when, when I was over at my friend Mitch's house, I was sitting on his patio furniture, and it was wet. Because if it rains the night before, you know, they, they have cushions out there. They say they're you made for all weather, but they're not, and my pants are wet. Same thing happened to me yesterday at Pets Blaze, and I'm like, why are we sitting on these wet cushions? I mean, it's just every we sit outside after it rains, and everybody's sitting on wet furniture. It's kind of gross. But, you know, we have such little time where it's nice outside, and it was a beautiful night again, a beautiful night. It's been really spectacular uh, this year has been a lovely spring, which doesn't happen very often. Sometimes it goes right to summer, but it's been really nice. I think it's really hot today. I was thinking about staying over and maybe going to the beach or something, but 
I couldn't wait to get home. So like at three in the morning, no, I guess it was two in the two in the morning, two thirty. I left and I said I'm going to go home. And Beth and Dory and Liza went for a walk. Meanwhile, I'm going to tell you because I'm going to show you the picture on the bonus show. When I was driving there, these pe- I saw these people on the street carrying a basket of lettuce, and I'm like, what a bunch of weirdos. And when I got to her house, the people with the basket of lettuce came. I'm like, that was you guys on the street? What the hell? But apparently they're, you know, my sister's like friends or something. I knew who they were because I know they're, I took their kids to uh, see Gary Goldman at the Stress Factory when they were just going to college because they were friends of Dory's. But I mean, it was just they're, just, they're so weird. It's like a black and a white couple. And they farm, they have a worm farm or something. And they bring lettuce to people's houses. It's really weird in a basket. But I took a picture. So you can see the basket of lettuce. It makes no sense how you bring that to a party. Uh, But it's hilarious because nobody does that. So in that sense, it's a good deal. So I left around 2.30. I just, I don't know. I was like thinking about staying over. But I was just like, I'm wide awake. I want to go home. And I really wanted to go to this place, the White Rose System, which I just hadn't been to in a long time. It's that hamburger place in Highland Park, New Jersey, that you know I was hoping it was open 24 hours because it always has been since the 80s. So I just went there, and it was really out of my way, and I just didn't care. I like had to have it. So I went there again, took a couple of photos, got nervous taking them inside, but took them outside. And I got two Callies with cheese because I knew I wanted to have one later. And I get Cali cheese and cheese fries because I hadn't eaten. Well, I I said pizza at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, but, you know, I hadn't eaten at the party, even though she had food. But, you know, me, I never eat at the party. So I was pretty hungry. And then I drove to the place on the turnpike and parked so I could eat and then use the bathroom before I hightailed and into the city. I think it was a smart move, wash my hands and everything. I ate in the car, my favorite thing. I think I was watching iCarly on my phone. It just happened to be on. So I'm like, well, this will do, I guess. But it was delicious. I only ate one. I saved the other one, but I ate it when I woke up this morning. It was so good. I had been craving it for, I don't know, I keep feeling like I could smell it the past few weeks. Like I could smell the burger. So I'd been craving it, not even like as a hunger thing, just like the smell of something. I don't know. It was like coming out my window or something. It was weird. I'm like, oh, I got to get it. I got to get it. So I guess that was in my head. And and then, but you know what? I was smart. This Roe versus Wade thing is so goddamn bad. You see what they're doing? What are they doing? You know, you must know at this point when you see they're stopping traffic, who's angry? Yeah, me, Dave Juskow. They're stopping traffic. At least they do it in L.A. I'm like, good riddance. That you know, do it fine. But it still sucks. It still bothers me. They're stopping traffic on the 101. Why is that necessary? Everybody's upset about this, right? They're either upset about it because it's overturned, or they're upset because uh, whatever the uh, stupid, the ridiculous reasons of whatever the fuck these people are celebrating that it is overturned, right? But you got to bother the, the 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 regular person who's just trying to live their life and maybe can do something about it, you know, when they get home and have time to protest in their own way. It's just so uncool. So there were protests all over town yesterday. And I'm like, how am I going to get my car out? That's why I told you I finished work and I took a nap. I'm like, I'm going to leave later. I'm not going to leave at four. I'm going to, 
I took a nap. I ended up leaving at like 7 o'clock, and there was no traffic whatsoever. And I think the protests were over. But then I, and they're right, of course, by my parking garage. They love hanging out over there. And then I heard they went on to like 11 o'clock at night or something. So they, I got home at like 4.30 in the morning. And thank goodness. And I was glad because otherwise I would have come home today. And you know there's going to be protests. There's also the Pride Festival today. You know I fucking hate this shit. And then Sarah called me and she goes, hey, can you run lines with me tomorrow at my house? And I'm like, well, I'd love to, but you live right in the gay pride parade, um, you know, uh, uh, route. So, fuck. But I want to see her because she's not going to be here that much longer. You know, she's going to move to L.A. We're never going to see each other again. So I have to. I got to deal with that. Oh, it's such, these parades are just so fucking awful. I was planning on not leaving the house on Sunday, which is, again, one of the reasons I took that stupid job. But it's my last Sunday. I can do anything at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Jesus Christ. So I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll come out. Maybe I'll just, I don't know. I, I probably can't take the motorcycle because, it's you know, I'm never going to be able to park it anywhere. Oh, my God, it's going to suck so much. And you add on the, the protesting road versus way. And so they should protest. But I can't believe there's all these protesters that are just enjoying the fact that it is overturned. Why? Why would they do that? What's, what woman is protesting? Good for us. I just don't understand. My feeble brain cannot understand a woman who's voting the opposite way. And, and of course, it's religion. It's all religion. Uh, I saw a girl going like, well, I was in the middle of my prayers when I found out that it had been overturned. So, again, I, I put it to you, ladies, and whatever, I put it to you, ladies, if you're talking about abortion, if you're talking about uh, uh, the, the way they treat women and other religions, go after religion. Go after the Catholic Church. Take it on. Don't hold me up from getting to a party. Go after the fucking church. Go after organized religion. You're barking up the wrong tree. You really want to do something about it, you take them on. I mean, it's it's a you're you're I mean, it'll never work. Nobody'll ever do that. I dare you. Oh, man, would I like to see somebody go at it. Oh, you god, you'll get killed. Organized religion. It's the worst thing that ever happened. It's so horrible and it's causing all this grief, but that's why I always say I'm like, "Come on, go after it. Take a chance. Somebody take a chance." You want women to have equal rights? Go after the organized religion that always keeps women down. And everyone knows it. And that includes the Jews as well. Love to see somebody take on the cause. But it's not necessary to ruin my life <laughs> so I can get to a party. <laughs> as I was saying it, I couldn't even I couldn't even get it out. But it is funny. Um, I was sitting there traveling like, come on. What do you have to get to work? Uh, no, I'm late for a party. <laughs> and then yesterday I got home. Thank God the parking garage was open. Sometimes I'm sitting out there for an hour ringing the bell. The guy's asleep in the basement somewhere, but it was open. I left and I'm like, you know what? I'm taking a bike. I'm taking a bike home. Usually I walk. I'm like, I've had it. And I got an electric bike right outside the garage. But there was a guy who in those coffee and donuts places because it was 4.30 in the morning. They were, you know, getting their stands ready for the uh, day. And he's like sitting on the one bike left. And I'm like, hey, 
Get off. <laughs> and he was like talking on the phone. I mean, who the fuck is that guy talking to at 4.30 in the morning? I guess another cart vendor. And I'm like, listen, I'm taking that bike. Get the fuck off. <laughs> I had had it. 4.30 in the morning. I'm carrying my knapsack. I'm like, I- I'm taking the... And boy, is that that electric bike is worth every penny. It's fantastic. It really is, except for the bumps and it's... You know, and I barely, I can barely see in the dark anymore. Other than that, it's perfectly fine, let alone it was nice. It was like the, it was, you know, getting kind of almost light outside. The birds were chirping. It was a very pleasant way to ride around Manhattan because, you know, normally it's just so awful with all these parades and street fairs and protests, and you just can't get around, let alone just your regular weekday traffic and all that stuff. So going around the city, at night like that is, I mean, although lately it's been a little bit more dangerous, but riding the bike around the streets with, you know, you're, you don't have to really worry about cars. There's nobody on the on Park Avenue and the, it's, it's, it's pleasant. Then I was like, why don't I do this more often? I'm like, oh, right, because I'm sleeping. Although not anymore. Now I wake up at six in the morning. So you know what? Everyone who drinks is not a poet. Some of us drink because we're not poets. A real woman could stop you from drinking. You have to be a real big woman. Arthur, will you take my hand? That would leave you with one. I'm going to go to Monday. I'm going to go to Monday. I'm going to backtrack a few days. And I'm going to tell you this. So Monday, you know, I I went to the... Yeah, I went to the office. Right, I went... No, 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 no. I worked from home. I worked from home Monday and Friday. They demand you go to the office three days a week. So this week I went Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right. But, you know, my schedule will kick in technically this week. I'll be working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, off Thursday and Friday, and then work Saturday and Sunday because I'm an idiot. Because I'm an idiot. I don't even know what to tell you. Oh, and wait till you hear this. You're going to love this. I'm driving to my sister's house, right? I'm having a good time out of my own business, right? <laughs> I get a text from Jeff Ross, and he goes, hey, you're not going to believe it. Now, I haven't worked in three years, and I have nothing but time in my hands. Nothing. Three fucking years, right? All right, COVID, let's just say COVID, two years of COVID, nothing's happening, right? Okay, so let's just say I've had nothing to do since society's technically come back for a year. And Jeff Ross texts me. I mean, I'm not complaining. It's just funny. He texts me, he goes, do you want to come to Dublin with me for three days? And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> like, So the text came up while I was looking at my GPS, and I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Well, of course I want to go. And I'm like, now what am I going to tell the people at work? And I thought he meant like starting tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm like, well, here's the conundrum. You know, you'd be like, listen, I know I just started here, but uh, I got to go. And I said, um, I don't know what this is for or what's going on. I'm assuming I don't have to pay for it. I don't know whether he means... Hey, we'll go together and hang out. He's got it. I know he's got a, I think a gig or something, right? So how am I not going to do that? I mean, at this point, I'd probably rather quit my job and go to Dublin. I never thought I'd ever go to Dublin in my life. That's all I've ever wanted to go. My friend Chris Murphy, who I'm going to have on this show or the, the 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 Tuesday show, who I've talked about many times. We've been friends for so long. I've just never had him on the show because sometimes he says stuff that is. Um, not private, but uh, like like only we get. And I'm like, dude, 
Nobody knows what that is. Stop doing that. So it makes me uptight, even though I want to you know, help him out, have him on the show, and he's a really good friend. Anyway, he's never had a drink in his life, and I've known him since 1988, maybe 87. He's never had a drink because his father walked out on him. I think he was a drunk, and his father walked out on him when he was little from drinking, and his brother died of an overdose. So he's just never had a drink. But in September... He made plans to go to Ireland. He travels by himself. He, you know, goes on these vacations. He's, he's very good at doing that. And he goes, that's where I'm going to have my first Guinness. When I get to Dublin, I'm going to have my first Guinness in September. And then I'll be able to drink with you. And he's also good about hanging around when I, are, when I am drinking. And it's so funny because he's always like, you know, you're such an interesting guy. When you're drunk, you are so fun because he's seen me when I've been depressed and crying and awful. But he goes, you should drink more often because <laughs> you're a delight. But we always talk about it because he goes, well, you drink, you know, because we talk about Olga sometimes and she's such a drunk and an awful, horrible drunk. And he's like, I don't know. You drink like she does and you you don't get like that. I'm like, yeah, some people um, I just better in handling and i probably wouldn't drink if i was like that if i knew i got sloppy i probably wouldn't drink i mean sometimes i do but usually uh i'm able to keep it together and i also know when to stop and i've had enough i want more than enough i'm doing a lot of arthur today because i think uh gabriel i was um i'm talking to gabriel from canada Uh, i think i was in um dudley moore's uh, resting place where i was yesterday right i think you told me that he goes to find, uh, our friend Gabriel goes to find, he likes to go visit the graves of, like famous celebrities, which I totally get. That's kind of cool. And I think Dudley Moore is, I think he's um, buried like near my sister somewhere. So I wouldn't mind going there and being like, oh, a sip of the hat. So you all going to pull one out. Dudley Moore, what a terrific fella. You, you take your average kid today. He don't want to go in the army. Yeah, what does he care? Though. But the communists, they go in the army. If only we had some communists here. No. No. No, no. While our kids are dancing, their kids are learning how to fight. Everybody's dancing here. You're right, you're right. It's not worth talking about. Don't buy another drink. Right. What do you do? I'm a dance instructor. So this guy is having his first beer in Dublin in September, and he's going to have a Guinness. Now, that is the way I said, are you sure you want to open with a Guinness? <laughs> you know, I mean, are you sure you want to open with something else? He's like, no, I got to do it. No, I totally respect it. So it's kind of cool. So I've been thinking about Dublin and, you know, my friend Chris Donahue was just there. And he couldn't get back because of COVID. I think I told you that on the show, but I can't remember whether I'd forgotten about it because I think after I recorded, he told me he was stuck there. He's like, do you know anybody that can help? You know, I tried to get my friend from United Airlines to help. And he goes, that you know, that's above my pay rate. I can't do that. Not a bad place for a guy named Chris Donahue to get stuck, you know, <laughs> in Ireland. Uh, me and Jeff, uh, I'm not so sure. And um, I have some other friends that live there. And, of course, um, Colin uh, Smith always talks about it all the time, you know, the musician. And I just, you know, I was like, it's somewhere I would love to go someday, but it looks like my life wasn't going to lead me in that direction, having this new job. And then, you know, lo and behold, so I kind of want to go. 
and I'm going to try and work it out, I guess. I mean, I don't know what the specifics are. I haven't spoken to Jeff. He just texted it, and I said, I'll call you tomorrow, and I'll tell you more about it next week if it's a thing. And then I got to go to the people at work and just say, I know this is weird. <laughs> I just started. And the funny thing is, I'm like, well, maybe I can work from there. Because remember, I've been talking about like, well, if I go to Hawaii, but if I go there, it's a disaster because they're six hours ahead. So that wouldn't work at all. So if I start at eight in the morning, well, what am I starting at? Like two in the afternoon there? It'll, it'll ruin our entire day. Can you imagine somebody inviting you? I'm like, I, I just got to finish up. I'll be finished around 11 p.m. and then we can hang out. That'd be like the rudest thing. So I actually have to take off work. I mean, how ridiculous is that? But that happened to me at my first job. I, I'll never forget. In 2000, the job I left, in 2000, I got the job. And then I immediately got it. It's so funny because this happened again. I got the job at the firm I got fired from. And then I immediately got the job on TV Funhouse with Bob Smigel. Like right after. And I had to tell my boss, I know I just started here, but I got a job on a TV show for three days. And then I never had to ask again. So I was thinking, I'm like, listen, in 2000, I was telling my new employers, I got a job on a TV show. And I had to go off for three days, but then it never happened again. And I'll be like, the same scenario is happening here. It's kind of funny, but I got a job on a TV show, on that TBS show. And then uh, and then this happens again. It's kind of, it's weird. I, I guess it's like the universe just says, Dave Jeskow always has to be annoyed by having a job. And then, and then everybody will ask him to do stuff so he can juggle these ridiculous things that he doesn't want to have anything to do with. But when he's sitting at home doing nothing, nothing happens. But of course, that's the thing, isn't it? What do I always say? What do I always say? You got to go out. You got you to gotta interact with people. That's the only way things happen. So sitting around watching TV, how, no matter how joyful that is, unfortunately, uh, doesn't really get you where you need to be in life. And that goes for everybody. When you go out, good things happen, except for Monday. That's where I was. So my friend Kayla's in town. Now, she gets me. Now, I, maybe I told you these stories about her and how drunk she gets and how awful it was. I might have told you that Marriott Marquis story where I think I told you. I, 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 yeah, I definitely told you. I, 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 I bought her home. She was drunk. She's like shoving a hot dog in her mouth. And, and then I walk into the Marriott Marquis and I'm looking. At, I drop her on her bed. I look out the window. I say, boy, this view is so spectacular. I turn around, she's naked. And I'm like, she's like, come on. And I'm like, I am out of here. I don't know why. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, right? Obviously, I'm a homosexual. But I'm not. And it was just, I don't know. There's something not right about the whole thing. So I left. And that's, that's that story. It's a classic. So anyway, but I'm still friendly with because I'm friendly with her family. You know, this is why I go to Orlando sometimes. I talk about her all the time. And she's very nice when she's, uh, you know, sober. And she works for this, like, these um, skincare products or something. I don't even know what the hell she does. But all I know is I use this skincare, which I think I took pictures of and showed you on the... Did I show you on the bonus show the other day? Yes, yeah, so I texted her and she said, and I said, I need some more of the skincare products. They're very expensive, but they're very good. And, uh, you know, you got to have a good skincare regimen, uh, you know, if you, you're going to live longer. You know, if you're going to be in the mo- motion pictures, you got to keep your skin very healthy. 
So, you know, there's a regenerative uh, thing and some moisturizer and some gentle cleanser. I don't want to appear didactic, but, you know, so she sends me all this stuff and it's really great. I just text her. I'm like, need more. And then like next day it comes. It's unbelievable, right? She's so cool that way. I say, hey, I really owe you. This is really terrific. You saved me a lot of money. I love these products. And, um, you know, next time you come to New York, I'll take you out. She goes, I'll come to New York Monday. And I'm like, shit, (laughs) Monday. All right. So she's like, yeah, my plane lands at uh, eight o'clock. I'll see you at nine. I'm like, nine? I got to wake up at six in the morning, right? So I'm already starting to panic because it's my third fucking day of work, you know? I'm like, ah, crap. We're doing this, and I know we're going to drink, and we're doing this again. I'm gonna st- I can't go into work my third day completely hungover. They're not going to understand yet. You know, it's, it's not like my last job where I was able to take a nap under my boss's desk. She totally understood. <laughs> So she comes, she's like, I'm, and I worked the whole, I worked that day, and then I, you know, I think I tried to take a nap or whatever, and I got ready, and then she um, said her plane was delayed, and she was staying up by the comic strip, which is on 82nd and 2nd. She was at this ridiculous hotel called the Franklin, never heard of it before, somewhere in the 80s on, you know, Lexington Avenue, so it was per- I said, well, we'll go to dinner up there somewhere, and she goes, you pick a place. I'm like, you pick a place, and she picked a place, and I said... But all the places you're picking, remember, things close here at like 9 or 10 o'clock these days. And she's like, what? You know, because nobody understands that New York's not the same as it was. But we found a place that was serving until midnight on the Upper East Side, which is unbelievable, called Uvo, U-V-O. And I have photographs. Yes, because it was Meatball Monday. But first I went to the comic strip because I figured, well, just meet me at the comic strip because I know Murphy and a, a bunch of people are up there. You know, comics, they have a show. And I saw my friend Ankara and everything, and it was really nice to see people. So I just hung around a little bit until she showed up, and then she showed up, and then we went to the restaurant. Yeah, it was Meatball Monday. So I, we had two different kinds of meatballs, one veal, one something else, and they weren't very good. Like I think she liked them, but I was expecting something else because they looked like they were dripping with sauce. And now tonight I kind of want to make these meatballs that I make which are called sweet and sour meatballs which I've been making for years I put it over rice and the sauce is so delicious you don't even need the meatballs I like it over the rice it's very sweet and it's sour what no it's mostly sweet but it is so delicious it's making my mouth water thinking of it so I was thinking about having that today but I already had that hamburger earlier so I don't know how I feel about um, whatever I'm going to do but but the meatballs they didn't taste as good as I wanted them to taste but they looked beautiful so when you see the picture you'll you'll see how beautiful it looks and so we're sitting and we're at we had a bottle of wine then we had some more glasses of wine and then um the check came and uh she said i'll get it and i'm like no 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 this no no matter what position i'm in i i promised you you've been so nice i'm no i'm definitely getting this she's like no it's a it's a write-off and she paid for it she paid for the meal i'm like oh my god what sure sure of course she paid for the meal. I got a job now. Of course she paid for the meal. I, I only have to pay for the meal when I don't have a job. I mean, what is happening? Ever since I got this job, I've gotten other jobs that pay money and then are, you know, prestigious on television. Now people are paying for me and, and, and I'm going to go to Dublin. I mean, it's like the, the job was the key to everything. And, and again, the people are nothing but nice at that job, but fuck this job. It's not anybody's fault, but my own. Just sucks. But I, I'm not. I put myself in this hole. I'll get myself out of it. 
So then we go to another bar, and I'm panicking. And now I'm starting to panic because now it's one in the morning. Maybe, yeah, probably one in the morning, and I'm like, I know I have to wake up at six. I have to wake up at six. That's no exaggeration. I have to be at work at eight. I got to wake up at six. I leave the house at seven o'clock to take that stupid subway all the way down the Statue of Liberty, right? So I'm like, so I'm panicking, but we go to another bar. And I don't, because I know that's going to be the case. We have another couple of drinks. And I try to take a picture of this thing. They had a, oh, it was like a frozen Willy Wonka drink. But I, again, I was too unsteady with the uh, photo, so I couldn't get it. Yeah, it was like, like, a, like a margarita mix, but it was a Willy Wonka machine. It was really cool. And I don't even know where that was or where that bar has been my whole life, but it was pretty cool. And the guy in it was really nice, and he let us stay a little later. I don't know, but you know, then Kayla started to get really drunk, and you know, I'm like, uh, this is not good, you know. And she's like, "Come on, um, we're gonna go back to my hotel," you know. And I'm like, "No, I, 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 I gotta go to work." I'm like, very panicked. Can you blame me? I just to the bartender. She went to the bathroom, and he goes, "What are you so uptight about work?" I'm like, "It's my third day," and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> I can see." So you know, I mean. Guys, I mean, seriously, I mean, I, I, I haven't had to wake up this. I, I'm very confused. You know, once you're at a job for a period of time, like I say, always keep saying, I wish it was October already and I was already acclimated and stuff. And then I'd be kind of used to this, but I'm not used to this. Plus, you know, my worst fear about it, I've never had COVID. I'm going to catch COVID because when you don't get enough sleep and then you go to an office, you get in the subway, I'm totally going to catch COVID. That's how you catch. That's how I catch all my cold. My immune system is down from drinking and not sleeping and, you know, getting up and, and going to work. I walk her back to her hotel and it's like, and this is the Upper East Side and it's scary at like two in the morning. I don't know. It's not, I'm telling you, things aren't normal here. There's maybe they have always been like this. I never noticed. I don't know. Things are just not right. There's a couple of crazies on the street and they've never been on the Upper East Side, you know? I mean, seriously, it's just, I, I don't know. Or maybe we're just in a different headspace or maybe she was pointing it out i don't i don't know and i took her to a hotel and the exact same scenario happened <laughs> happened at the merit marquee and i'm like look i gotta get out of here <laughs> i don't know what my problem is but i am so panicked that i'm not going to be able to get up for work that i leave and get home at four in the morning i get home at four in the goddamn morning again and then I'm like, well, I guess I'll sleep. So I just slept in my clothes, like on purpose. You know, I didn't just pass out. I, I just sat in my bed as if I was taking a cat nap, like you know, with like my, like like I was taking a nap, uh, sitting on a tree in the summer with my arms behind my head, just trying to fall asleep for two hours. And I knew I was going to have to wake up and then go to work. And then I just went to work in those clothing, in that clothing. I think I put a jacket on. Yeah, I put a suit jacket on, uh, the shirt. But what was I going to do? I mean, it was like ridiculous. And then I, I went to work and somehow muddled through, but I've always been good at working during a hangover. It's always the next day that seems to be a problem, but everything's fine. But, you know, that's when um, it's pretty cool that they have the proper breakfast there. I think I took pictures of the menu each day. Wednesday they or Thursday they had steak. It was fantastic. But for lunch they had these beautiful eggs, like Spanish eggs, Spanish omelet-like eggs. It was good. And a biscuit. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, I mean, this, you know, this new having to wake up and go to work. What, what the fuck? 
<laughs> which everybody, of course, has to do. But nobody goes out, especially at this age. Yeah, you do this when you're 22. Then it's hard to do at 62, but it's also brilliant. Thank you. A little sip of coffee. And that's why it's funny that, you know, I got home at 4.30 yesterday, maybe 5 last night, and I'm like, oh, crap, this is going to suck next Saturday when I have to work at 8 a.m. And that's all I was thinking of. I'm like, well, maybe I should start doing it now and I'll get up at 8 or 7.45. And I'm like, why would I do? What the fuck is the matter with me? <laughs> like normally, you know, I like to record the podcast early, but I'm like, Let, let's just, we got to change up the format because I can't do it this way anyway. So I might as well sleep as late as I can because it's like the last time I'll ever be able to sleep late because I don't think I'll feel comfortable sleeping late on Thursday or Friday. Because I'll be like, oh, let me, I got to get stuff done today or something because it's my only days off. It's not a true weekend. This is going to suck. And yet, I'm excited to see how I handle it. I mean, that's the thing. Um, I don't know whether you heard about this, but this John Mulaney, who I've never particularly liked as a person, and I was always like, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know him very well. I just, I didn't like his show, and I didn't like his attitude, and I said there's something about this guy that's a little sketchy, and then, of course, this whole thing happened with his wife and all this stuff, and I'm like, see, I told you, whatever. But he is funny. He's a very good comic. I, I got to admit that for sure. Anyway, he's at Madison Square Garden because he is a huge comic, and, uh, you know, he was telling people to put their phones away like Chappelle you know you got to put them in like a paper bag or something like anybody gives a shit if they record this fucking asshole right uh so I mean you're at MSG what the fuck who gives a shit MSG you're at MSG what are you taking people's phones away and and Chappelle too I don't know whether he does or not maybe he does what are you taking people's phones away at MSG if you're doing a performance at MSG then that should be the end all of your material if you're worried about people stealing material or not stealing, but like, you know, knowing your material already, that should be it. Once you reach the platform of an MSG and your tour, that should be the end. You, you know what I mean? That should be where you're, you're going to start over with new material after that. That should be the pinnacle. So what do you care if people, you know, photograph it? I mean, if you do it at a comedy club, I totally get it because you're preparing for MSG. If you're in an MSG, what do you fucking give a shit? So they... Pack away everybody's phones, which I can't even remember. Must be a logistical nightmare at Madison Square Garden, which, in fact, it is. And here's what happened on Thursday. And does it affect me? It might. See, what they didn't take into consideration when they're packing people's phones is that people now carry laptops with them because, like me, everybody's working remotely now. So they carry their laptops with them. So, see... Now, I have to carry a backpack with a fucking laptop in it every day to and from work in case I call in sick. So now I'm one of those schnooks using the Ray Liotta line again who has to carry a stupid fucking backpack when I walk my five fucking miles, which is probably better because it's exciting to carry all that stuff too, right? But, you know, if I'm going to Madison Square Garden after work, like a lot of these people were, They're carrying their shit with them, and they're like, oh, we have to also confiscate your laptop. They didn't have enough room, so they were sending people over to the hotel next door. Then the Can you imagine this? You're just going to see a fucking concert that you probably paid $200 a ticket for? They're sending you over to a hotel to store your laptop. 
the hotel runs out of space. They send you another hotel. Just a bit. At that point, I would be like, fuck you, John Mulaney. I want my fucking money back. And you should have thought of this in advance, you dumb fucks. And Madison Square Garden's trying to say, we told everybody in advance. Now, nah, that's fucking bullshit. You can tell people a hundred times. Nobody's ever going to think you have to check your laptop. And if they do, people are okay with it. But you don't have the space because you didn't prepare in advance. That guy should give everybody their money back just for the fucking annoying piece of shit that it is. It's really... Fr- and, and and then people can't... They're like, can I have your tickets? And they're like, oh, my tickets are on my phone, you dumb fucks. And they're like, well, we put... You got to print out the tickets. Who prints out tickets anymore? Even Dave Juskow doesn't prick out, uh, print out tickets anymore. Even I have acclimated to showing it on my phone. I'm the last person to print out everything. And I still, so so. what are you supposed to do then, this fucking asshole? I, I, no, I do blame John Mulaney, and I blame Madison Square Garden. I mean, that stinks. If you are doing this, you have to have things in place that are going to be okay. You, you can't just put on the website, print out your tickets. I don't know. You know, I mean, I guess if I got tickets online, I'd, would, would I read the fine print? I guess I would. I don't know. Maybe I'd be looking for a dress code. <laughs> Because he dresses up, so I'm like, are we supposed to also wear jackets and ties? Oh, that really pissed me off to no end. Can you imagine me or any of you guys going to a con? I mean, picture you're you're at the big Just Count in the City show at Madison Square Garden, and for some reason I make you check your laptops, which couldn't be more annoying. You can make a case for the phones, but then there's no way to get the tickets. I mean, how mad would you? That would be the end of my career, I would think. John Mulaney will obviously recover, and I guess they'll figure it out from now on. But yeah, I'm going to be one of those assholes that carries a laptop around all the time. It sucks. I walked home Wednesday and Thursday with my knapsack and a fucking laptop, sweating like a goddamn pig. I mean, I don't care about that as long as I have nowhere to go, but carrying that laptop around sucks. You know, I like to carry nothing. (sighs) And the laptop is heavy, too. You know, I've never carried a laptop around anywhere. I don't use a laptop ever. So it's really frustrating. And that is the way of the world these days. And which brings us to, you know, Tuesday, where I'm like, all right, let's see. Um, you know, how, how am I going to get home from work? You know, how's it going to work? Working and then rushing home to do the 6 o'clock show. It worked out perfect. I took the sub. I was trying to think, should I take the bus? Could I even walk? Because walking takes me two hours, so that's not an option. I thought maybe it might take an hour and a half, but still that's not an option. I'd be panicked. Because um, at some point during that five-mile walk, I, I start to walk slower, <laughs> you know, and I'm carrying, you know, um, you know, I don't know, a couple of pounds on my back. So that's not going to work. But the subway is probably the quickest. Or what about the bike or the motorcycle? I don't know, but I just was like, let me just go with the subway And we'll do it that way. And I got home in plenty of time. Everything has worked. So the system will work. I think there's something about being trapped underground that bothers me. If I took the bus, at least I can get out and either take a bike or walk if there's traffic or whatever. And I know the first bus stop is right at the ferry, but I've tried it multiple times and I keep not getting on the right bus. So I didn't want to make that mistake. I'm going to have to try it once. Maybe I'll try it when it rains one day when I can't walk. But otherwise... I made it home in time for the Tuesday show. We were able to start at six because I was able to just work until four. So I apologize if I threw anybody off because we, you know, it didn't start at seven, it started at six. But I contacted most of you who uh, watch the show every week 
to make sure that you knew about it because it's important. And I think we had a, a lovely time as usual. I still love doing the show. Then on Wednesday, I left work at four and I had to meet my friend Ron and I just met him and he was on the way. You know, I'm like, oh, I walk up that way. It's perfect. I'll see you in an hour. And I got there exactly on time. So it definitely took, well, assuming I leave work around 410, I guess it took 50 minutes to get to like 3rd Avenue and like 12th Street or 9th or 10th or 12th, one of those or 16th, one of those around that area. And then we hung out. He was uh, house sitting somewhere. So we hung out a little bit. And then I was in my neighborhood of my friend, Laura, you know, who I like, and she's been going through a bad time. So I'm like, well, let me give her a call. I'm like, well, why don't we go come down? We'll go to that Rosemary's place again. You know, you know, Rosemary's that place I fucking hate where they have the fucking uh, check thing in front of you. Remember that fucking place? <laughs> but it's too easy. Right. So I go in and I'm like, uh, yeah, we don't have a reservation, but um, she goes, yeah, she likes it fine. So. And so we met down there, and I'm like, well, this is the kind of person I want to be anyway. I'm wearing, I look good, right? I'm wearing a suit. I'm not that sweaty from the walk, which is a miracle, right? But I'm carrying that stupid backpack. But I want to be this guy, this guy that just does stuff after work. And, you know, I want to use my new, this is why I'm dressing nicer at work. Because I want to be able to go out after, like, I'm doing the Devil Wears Prada thing that I told you about. I want to dress for work in the clothing that I can go out and party, even though it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> in the clothes that I went to work with. That, that's my dream. You know, and this was perfect. So I went, we went to the restaurant, and we sat right down. It was terrific. And, you know, just I think I had just one glass of No, maybe we had two glasses of wine. Because I didn't want to get all messed up. Because I also found out that I had to do some more voiceover work for the Stupid Petrick show. I'd gotten an email while I was sitting outside. And he's like, hey, we just have a couple of other things for you i'm like i'll do them as soon as i get home so i didn't want to be two ways i want to get them to right away i'm sure they wouldn't care if i did it the next day but then i had to go to work in the morning so you know let me get it let me get it's you know you know you want to do the right thing you know i think i ate and uh, she just had a salad and um then the the check came which which is fine and i'm like well i'll get this because now i have a job so it's fine and it wasn't that expensive but the guy is sitting there again with that goddamn electronic machine and he's like and he's holding it okay you ready for this he's holding it and there it is 20% 25% 30% you know that's what's listed on the thing and i'm like um do you have where's the percentage where it's uh, like about 3% you know because he's watching my every move he's not looking away and I'm like, yeah, where do I scroll to get the really bad percentage? So after I make that joke, I have to press the 25% one because then I feel, I feel even if I hadn't said anything, I feel cheap pressing the 20% one. They do it on purpose. I'm telling you, this is really sucks. Like, at least just leave the machine and let me figure it out. But he's holding it again, right? And I, but I remembered, I knew I was going to get in trouble with this, so I was prepared, right? So here's the best part. I'm, pr- I'm pressing the fucking thing, and I'm pretty you know, pissed off about it. I'm like, whatever. I didn't even look at the, you know, it's still, I didn't even look at the bill, make sure it's right. It just, the price seemed okay. And then, and then it says, do you want to take a survey? So I'm like, do I have to take the survey? He goes, no, you don't have to take a survey. I'm like, no, no, I want to take this survey. I want you to sit here and hold this fucking thing while I take this survey, you dumb fuck. And I'm not blaming the waiter. I'm just blaming the company, right? Because it's ridiculous. So I'm sitting there going, now let's see. And I'm taking my time. <laughs> yeah, am I a dick? You're damn right I am. Fuck 
this shit. Leave the fucking machine with me. And I just put all the service was good. Everything was good. I didn't do anything bad, but I sat there and I made the guy hold the fucking thing while I took the survey because that is how I can get back at these jerk off. That was worth the extra 5% of the tip I was leaving for these fucking assholes who just don't seem to get it. Really annoying. It's the only place I know that does that. And again, if she didn't live around that area, I would never go back to that place. I mean, it's not horrible, and it's 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 classy. Oh, that thing is so annoying, so I took that survey. And, and so then they text me, because they have my phone number and my email, and they, said, they asked me for my phone number as soon as I got there, like, David? And I'm like, yeah, you guys have to have it in there. You email me every fucking day. Then they text me, and they're like, how was your meal? And I'm like, go fuck yourself. And they're like, what was the, what, what, how would you rate us? And I said, a three. And then they're like, can you comment? And I said, I don't like the electronic machine and fucking stupid. And the guy said, I shouldn't take the server. And I took the survey and go fuck yourself. And then I send it because I don't think anybody fills that out. And then they wrote back, our, somebody in our team will contact you soon. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to be contacted. Um, but maybe I do. So I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep going there and I'm going to keep contacting them and giving them poor ratings. But, and I'm going to, I'm going to next time I go, cause I probably will go again. Cause I know she likes it there. And like I said, it's not horrible, but they give you those unmanlike portions, but I, I had already eaten steak that day, I think, or whatever, you know, I had a balanced lunch, so it was no big deal, but it's like, um, I'm going to take my time taking that survey next time. I am going to go for it. I am just, I'm going to say, hey, videotape me. I'm going to ask my friend to tape me doing it. And I'm just going to be like, okay, let's see what we've got here. And then I'll, I'll, I'll put my glasses on and I'm like, let's see. We have 15%, 20%, 25%. Now, where, what do I do if I want to go higher? Do I scroll to the right or to the left. I'm going to ask all these questions. Then I'm going to sit there with the survey and that guy's going to have to hold it the whole time and he's going to say, what an asshole. But the beauty is it's at the end of the meal, so it doesn't matter. He can go fuck himself. He can't do anything to my food after that. Oh my God. And then you will see because I will videotape it. I'll be prepared next time. Now I want to go back to that place. I will videotape it and you will see for yourself I'll just put that on the goddamn Tuesday show. You know, I, I can't wait for the, you, you, know, I, you know, I want you to see the bonus show, but the world must see this. And uh, then I'll give out my credit card number to everybody since apparently everybody has it anyway. <laughs> apparently this place has it anyway. Like, should we just take it out of the card we have on file? What? How do you have my card on file? <laughs> oh, well. Oh, my God. Isn't that annoying? And that's the, so that's the funny thing, right? I'm sitting there. So oh, what a strange day that was Wednesday, right? I'm at my new job. What is it? My third, fourth day. And then I get a call from the stupid Petrics like, oh, we need to do some more stuff, which is terrific. And then I got a call from the magazine that I, you know, working for the, uh, the, the arrow. And they're like, hey, we have another article for you. So if I didn't get this job, none of this would have happened. And it all happened on the same day. It was phenomenal. So then, of course, I wanted to go out to eat and kind of celebrate in a way. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? Let's have a meal. Hey, hey, you're okay. I'll tell you, you'll see the menu and then you'll see what I have. But I've been telling you, at lunch, I've been having a very balanced lunch. Like for breakfast, I try and just have the oatmeal and some coffee, right? I mean, I wish they had just a little bit of orange juice, but that's all right. Um, but for lunch, I always have a salad with mix-ins. 
uh, you know, just a couple make like tomatoes, stuff like that. But I get a salad. I get a salad. And then I'll have whatever their options are. I believe Thursday was lobster ravioli and steak. Ooh, yeah. And it always comes with like green beans, you know. And then I'll have like a dessert, like a brownie or something, and then some coffee. And then later on, like around 3, I get it regulated now, right? I get there about 8 o'clock. I go to breakfast around 8.45 or 9. When I say breakfast, you get like I got a yogurt on Tuesday. Or maybe Wednesday I got a yogurt because Tuesday I think I was hungover so on this morning. But I got a yogurt and some coffee. And then I usually need a second cup of coffee, which is odd for me. But those hours are just, that earliness is just trouble. So I usually get a second cup of coffee. Then I go to lunch at 1. Well, I've been going at 12.30 because they make me, but I think I could probably go to 1, which would be amazing because then when I come back, it's only two more hours of work. And then I usually have a, a coffee after lunch. I know, I never drink this much coffee, but I have to to stay awake, and I'll have a coffee for digestion purposes. And then usually around 3 o'clock, I have a little green tea. Huh? Am I right? And uh, <laughs> if it already regulated. And it's time to go home. It's like the whole day never happened. It's fantastic. And I leave exactly at four. It's not like my old job where they're like making me stay. Like, oh, can you stay later? Can you stay? No, they want you out right on time. And I'm like, I have no problems with this. So, you know, there's no where it's always was an issue. I'm like, well, I mean, I usually get out at six, but I don't know if I can get out at six, which was so funny because my boss used to leave exactly on time every day. I used to tell, I told my new boss this about my old boss, how she was just awful because she would just leave, leave me with all the work on my second day. This is the exact opposite. This boss, my immediate boss, she's pretty cool. She's all right. Everybody's really nice. I'm telling you, everybody's really nice. I got this girl I hang out with at work. She always wants to have lunch. So I got a new lunch buddy. She's really cool. Um, I don't know. She just uh, she plays Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> she's like a nerd, but she's cool. And uh, she just always wants to have lunch every day. She's like, are you ready? And I'm like, I can't believe it. I'm like my fifth day. I already have a lunch buddy. It's fantastic. I think my supervisor is very jealous. She's like, wait, you, you already have plans for lunch? And I'm like, well, I'm very popular. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, then I met a couple other girls because uh, I told you there's no boys there. So. She was eating with another coworker, and um, I just, <laughs> I'm so, it's going to happen again. And I told this girl what happened at my last office just because I'm like, I'm just going to tell you and be honest with you because it's just heading in this direction anyway. <laughs> and I'll tell you something. Listen, you guys love this podcast. I think you'd be disappointed if it didn't happen that exact same way again. And then I'll just be like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what I did wrong. I was just minding my own business. <laughs> it's I get myself in these situations all the time. It's got to be me, right? I mean, how many times can you just blame somebody else? It wasn't my fault. She came on to me, man. But of course, nobody's ever going to believe that. But I really have not done anything to pursue anything. I promise you. <laughs> like this, you know, this girl's just like, hey, yeah, we should hang out. Hey, let's go outside for lunch today and hang out some more, you know? And, uh, it, and I, I swear I'm not doing anything but it, it's just funny because it's like i picked up where i left off and get involved with these young girls again and uh it's i swear it's not my fault but i can i can say this a hundred times and they're like nah you got to be doing something you're doing something you're not telling us something but i promise you i'm telling you everything when have i ever lied to you guys i tell you everything so then uh yeah, on Thursday, I just um, walked all the way home again. And then because after the meal, I walked, I finished my walk, you know, all the way home. 
And then I walked home on Thursday. It's good. I mean, I'm having the balanced lunch and then a five-mile walk. So that'll only be twice a week, though. You add in some push-ups to the mix, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's going to be all right. I know. You know, I'm kind of upset that it's only two days a week. I'd like to walk three days a week, which, which of course, I could, but I choose not to. But a two days a week, so we're walking an extra 10 miles a week. That's pretty good, I guess, because on Tuesdays, obviously, I'll have to pick it up. Although, if we do it at the cellar, I can actually walk to the cellar and then walk home after that. So then that would be a three-day-a-week walk, and that's 15 miles. That's pretty good. You know, we're just trying to get it in, trying to get in the steps, trying to, uh, you know, even though I'm not, well, I'm eating a little healthier at work, but I'm not technically, you know, I can't, you can't just do it cold turkey or make a lifestyle change like that so quickly. Come on. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Hey, I thought I had all you punks lined up. (laughs) Try the veal. It's the best in the city. I'll have it. I'm doing Godfather again. I'm all over the place today. I thought I got all you guinea hoods locked up. What the hell are you doing here? What happened to the men who were guarding my father, Captain? Why, you little punk. What the hell are you doing telling me my business? I pulled them guys off of here, huh? Now you get out of here and stay away from this hospital. I'm not moving until you put some guides around my father's room. Bill, take him in. Kid's clean, Captain. He's a war hero. He's never been... God damn it, I said take him in. What's the tech paying you to set up my father, Captain? Take a hold of him. Stand him up. Stand him up straight. Attorney for the Corleone family. These men are private detectives hired to protect Vito Corleone. They're licensed to carry firearms. If you interfere, you'll have to appear before a judge in the morning and show cause. All right, let him go. Oh, my God. I don't Maybe it's allergies. I just, um, my nose is all clogged and stuff. I mean, I don't know why it would be, but I guess I do suffer from that sometimes. And But it looks like my voice held out pretty good. Uh, and, you know, before I got in the air, I hadn't spoken to anybody. So that's probably what it needs to do, too. Uh, today is Saturday, so I am doing Marina's show today, which might be the last one. I don't know. You know, I'll be working at three. Now it's possible I won't have anything to do, so it'll be cool. And I'm just, you know, counting all this stuff. Oh, this will be my last time I can do this or whatever. So I don't know. I have, that's all I got to say. I mean, it's like I, I, it's weird. You know, and I got a job and I have, you know, I did go out a couple of times this week, but I, I, I don't know whether the... I get nervous that because I'm working again, I won't have anything to report, but I guess I always do have stuff going on. So I guess everything will be okay, but I can't deny I'm a little worried. You know, I'm a little worried. I'm worried about this Roe versus Wade thing. I still can't believe it. I mean, not to leave on a sour note, but Jesus Christ. And speaking of Jesus, this is all his fault. So what are we going to do about that? I feel like I want to, I want to do something. I want to help. But then it's weird when you see like the rest of the half of the nation is ecstatic that it was overturned. I, I just don't understand it. I don't know. I'm, I'm, my, again, I'm, I, don't, I don't understand lots of things. And this is one of them. Anyway, uh, please join us for the Tuesday show. Uh, I, I asked Molly uh, Heckerling to come on last week. I, I want her to co-host the show all the time now. I love her. Like, I really love her. Like, that might be problematic. I think I'm in love with her. And the question is, I don't know, I, I just like her as a person, and but of course I'm obsessed with her mom and her dad, so I don't know what that's about, but I, I, I just think she is the coolest. I just want to see her every week. And I know you guys like her too, so it's no big deal, but I ask her, I'm going to ask her to be on more often. 
Maybe this week. Maybe I'll have that guy Chris Murphy on so he can t- tell us about how he's never had a drink before. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I should probably get some guests once in a while. I mean, I know we do, but I should probably make it a little bit more comedy seller friendly with other comics on. But it's such a pain in the ass to ask people to come on. That's that's the issue. I don't want to bother anybody anymore. I bother them all during football season. And I don't know what I'm going to do for this football season. But I'm not going to worry about it right now. I'm just going to take it as it comes because I'm a, I'm a, I'm Dave Jessica. I'm a go with the flow type of guy, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? It's cool, right? So that is our show for today. I'm trying to think what's coming up on Billy Joel. Oh, and it, wait, it's what? Oh, souvenir, which is like the shortest song ever. This is like an album that he made called Street Life Serenade, where he just clearly just gave up and just put like two instrumentals and the, and the shortest song you've ever heard on. And then uh, State of Grace, which I actually really like. That's coming out Thursday. So if you join us on Billy Jolie to see, that's what's coming up on there. Otherwise, uh, I'll see you uh, tonight at 6 o'clock. Usual place, usual bat time, same bat channel. So join us for that. And if you have any questions, you know, uh, email me at uh, DaveJustGetFans at gmail.com or uh, DM me if you have questions about tonight's performance or, <laughs> or anything, if you want to tell me something. Uh, otherwise, join me on the Tuesday show so you can ask me questions because um, I feel like I, I, I don't know, I feel like I'm missing something big that you want to know about, but it's probably nothing. I can't think of anything at the moment. And uh, that's the story for me. I just hope everybody has a great week as we move into July. <laughs> is this even on? All right, seriously, though. Uh, I'll see you next week. This is Dave Jessica signing off for another episode of Just Cow in the City. Good night, everybody.